Yo, what's happening? Welcome to One Big Topic with Mario Not Bros. I'm your host, Mario Piacquadio, and the motherfucking New York Knicks are good. Can you believe it, ladies and gentlemen? The Knicks, fourth seed in the East? Are you kidding me? What is this? What's happening? Life is incredible right now, but let me tell you before we get into that, this is One Big Topic, the show where I, Marna Bros, select one topic and one person, sometimes myself, I believe would be perfect to discuss that topic with. It goes live every single Wednesday on youtube.com slash Bros for the video version. For the audio version, you can search on all of your favorite podcasting platforms out there. And I'm also live on twitch.tv slash Bros three to four times a week. That's where you can catch me playing games live. A lot of times the Calzone with one Nick Scarpino. A lot of times some Apex with one Emmett Watkins Jr. Every now and then one Blessing Adeoye Jr. The Knicks are fucking good again, dude. And it, it, I say again as if they've ever truly been good in my lifetime. I guess, I guess really like once. And it was like the first year of like Carmelo and stuff. But other than that, the Knicks have been fucking awful, dude. And I've watched all of it. And this is just unbelievable. Like this that's happening to the Knicks right now. And I know that people that don't care about sports or like think sports are dumb or whatever. Like the people who say, I don't know why people root for bad teams. This is what fucking sports are all about, dude. And there's a it took a lot of pain to get here. And there's there's a, a road ahead, and there's chance to fuck up ahead because they're the Knicks, and they could easily do it. But the fact that after, what, seven years, eight years of not making it to the playoffs, not only that, but seven or eight years of just awful, 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 awful basketball, and, and even worse business to run a basketball team, the fact that the Knicks got to where they got to by having really great draft picks and having smart trades and signing smart underdog-like players is fucking insane. Like, because suddenly the Knicks have a foundation, and it's the first time, even when the Carmelo trade happened, it's the first time since the last time that the Knicks went to the finals against the Spurs in 99, it's the first time that the Knicks are good currently and have a good promise in the future to, to, to be even better because the young core of the Knicks is young. I mean, you have RJ Barrett, who's 20 years old. Are you fucking kidding me? Emmanuel Quickly, who's 21 years old. Mitchell Robinson, who I believe is 22 or 23 years old. And, and I mean, Mitchell Robinson's injured right now. And then you have Julius Randle, who is like, Literally one of the best players in the league right now. Who the fuck would have predicted that, by the way? Julius Randle is one of the best players in the league. Should be all NBA. It, like, think think about that for a second. Julius Randle. This is a guy who improved his game so, so, so much. I mean, he has the biggest turnaround from one season to the other season in three-point percentage in history. In this season, he made more threes than every other season in his career combined, which is fucking insane. So this is a guy who stepped up his level of play so, so, so far beyond what is even imaginable. 
And on top of that, he's only 26 years old. He is still young. And Julius Randle, for some reason, has this vibe that he's been in the league for a really, really long time. And, and this vibe that he's like in his 30s and he's like... You know, like just a guy that didn't pan out. But this this motherfucker is 26 years old. This motherfucker has a lot of time to play a lot more basketball. And he's going to do it. And if he keeps this up, he's literally going to be one of the elite talents in the NBA. He, he, he is the face of the New York Knicks, which is the biggest basketball franchise in the world. And one of the biggest sports teams in, in, in the world. And he became the face. He is absolutely taking care of the challenge. He is being everything the Knicks have needed. And he has a really, really, really great support cast. I mean, RJ Barrett has another phenomenal improvement from last year, his rookie season. This year, he is so, 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 so much more efficient. Uh, he figured out his shot making way better. He is 100% better. Uh, at, at taking shots. He doesn't only have to penetrate to make contact. He has de- uh, become a really great passer um, by drawing attention and, and going to the basket. He's become really, really, really good at finding people who are open. He improved his three-pointer, uh, three-point uh, shooting like massively, like amazing. He used to be kind of pretty bad at three and now he's super reliable, super efficient from three. Uh, he fixed up his free throws quite a bit. His his basketball IQ is going up a little bit. So RJ Barrett on his sophomore year is doing phenomenal. I mean, he is the second guy to Julius Randle in the Knicks. And, and you know, he's a guy that can drop 22, 24 points on a team. No problem. Um, obviously, he's still, you know, he's 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 a 20-year-old sophomore. And he's he has his ups, ups and downs. He has a game where he makes... 28 points and in the next game he's a little cold he only gets about nine points but when you're standing next to a guy like Julius Randle who's has more more triple doubles in a single season in 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 Nick's history he has I think he did seven or eight um who's a guy who is making everybody around him better by not only scoring 30 points a night like it's nothing by the way uh but but you know getting a lot of assists. I think he's averaging eight assists a game, which is phenomenal. Um, and then you have, you know, the big surprises, a guy like Emmanuel Quickly, who for the first half of the season was one of the front runners for, for rookie of the year. And that certainly died down a little bit, but you have Emmanuel Quickly, who's a guy who came out of fucking nowhere. I mean, in the draft, I was pretty happy with the Obi Toppin pick, but they got Emmanuel Quickly and I was like, okay, cool. And immediately you realize that this kid is Ultra, ultra, ultra special. He he is electric, man. Like Emmanuel quickly is absolutely electric. The first few times that you saw the New York Knicks being posted on, you know, uh, sports and basketball social media accounts or being on Sports Center or things like that, a lot of it started happening with Emmanuel quickly. Emmanuel quickly became a name that you know immediately. Emmanuel quickly is a. a already a star in New York and already a known player and somebody who's people know is good. And I mean, he has the fucking best floater I've ever seen. This dude is a marksman with the floater. Okay. He'll come at you with the floater. He will never miss it. He's unbelievable at free throws. He like has had the single best free throw uh, percentage in, in like history for a new player, like in history, which is fucking nuts. 
Um, and yeah, he came out of nowhere. Obi Toppin is being a little bit slower. Um, he's he's definitely has to grab some confidence, but you can tell that he has the abilities to become a really, really great player. And I think if he keeps improving, I mean, he's a lob machine. I mean, if you saw the dunk contest, you know he he's got some hops and and he he's gotten a chance to to create some flashy plays. And he, he just needs a little bit more consistency, a little bit more focus, and a little bit more um confidence and and obi Toppin can be a really really great asset to the team for sure and another thing on manual quickly that i'll point out that my dad you know i watch a lot of sports with my dad and i've made a whole podcast actually about how i connect sports and my dad so so much but my dad made has made a really really great point about quickly as soon as quickly became sort of you know iq and became such a such a loved figure already in in for the knicks but what he was saying is that th- this this kid like is already showing an unbelievable level of of dynamic basketball playmaking and and ju- not playmaking just just basketball and not being afraid of of you know the big moments and taking it being totally down to take the last shots and the important shots not being afraid whatsoever about the about the big moment as a rookie which you always love to see that but just how much quickly still has yet to develop, like the ceiling is fucking, it, it, like the sky's the limit for this kid. Um, it, 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 it's crazy to think how, how little of a speck of what Emmanuel quickly could be we're seeing right now. With more development, not just physically. I mean, obviously, his body physically, he still has to. He can grow and develop even even further. But you know, like his his IQ, his basketball IQ, like he he has so much room for improvement, which sounds crazy. But as a kid who's already so so good, having room to improve even more is unbelievable. This kid's gonna be dynamic, and I mean. The best move that the Knicks did this year, uh, Derrick Rose. Like, holy shit. I remember when they signed Derrick Rose, my original reaction was like, we're signing Rose again? Like, I loved Rose when he was in New York uh, a few years ago. And that was a fun season, probably one of the most fun seasons the Knicks have had, you know, recent uh, in recent memory. Um, and I liked him. He was, he he you know, he shows that he's still a great player, that he adapted and he... He sort of evolved, but I was like, really, Rose, another point guard when quickly is a guy who's developing so much. Rose is probably going to cut into his minutes. I don't know how how I feel about that, a veteran. And, you know, everybody felt that way. And everybody uh, looks like a fucking idiot because what they did is that Rose and quickly ran a one two front uh, backcourt. That was that is unstoppable. I mean, Derek Rose, like holy motherfucking shit, that man should be sixth man of the year this year. I mean, time out. The Knicks have like so many chances to actually win awards this year. Like past making it to the playoffs and past making it to as deep as they can go, they have an opportunity to win most improved player, which should be Julius Randle. He absolutely should be. Uh, they have a great shot at sixth man of the year, which for me should be Derrick Rose, or Derrick Rose at least has a good chance. Rookie of the year quickly had it a lot more comfortably. I don't think he's he's in the running anymore, but at least his name was up there. Coach of the year, there's really two candidates for coach of the year this year, and that's 
um, the coach of the Phoenix Suns, whose name I'm blanking on, and Tom Thibodeau. I mean, nobody expected the Knicks to do this. Nobody expected the Knicks to consistently, the entirety of the year, be the best defense unmatched in the NBA. There's not a team who's better at defense than the New York Knicks, which if you remember when the New York Knicks were good back in the 80s and the 90s, it was because of their fucking defense, man. So so Tom Thibodeau has brought back this gritty attitude to New York. And I mean, this team from the start, I mean, by the fifth game, I was already talking about how, how impressive this team is at fighting how like how much of a fighters they are they do not give up they they go till the very last second they're scrappy they're hungry and they kept that up every single game of the year all 72 games they finished with a record of 41 and 31 which is fucking nuts i would have never imagined that i would have never imagined that fourth seed in the east go back to derrick rose for a second derrick rose is a genius at fucking basketball, man, because we all know Derrick Rose and we all love to not love, but we all usually see it at to Derrick Rose as a tragic figure. Like, oh, man, what could have been? He could have been one of the all time greats if if all the injuries hadn't messed up with him. And he was the most explosive player in basketball for a couple years there. And, you know, I it's all fair. And I've always said that to me, Derrick Rose evolved the game of basketball in a, in a in a in a pretty significant way sort of the way that Steph Curry has evolved the game of basketball now to be you know Steph Curry changed basketball forever because of his uh, abilities at the three point shot to me Derrick Rose did a similar thing from being an explosive point guard uh, i think Derrick Rose was the most explosive point guard we we've ever seen um his ability to just penetrate and 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 bully people and dunk the ball like a motherfucker back in the day is unbelievable, and I think it changed the sport, and I think, you know, guys like Russell Westbrook took a lot from him, and guys like John Wall took a lot a lot from him. I, I, I think I think Derrick Rose's impact on the game can't be denied. Youngest MVP to ever do it. Obviously, we all know what happened and what he used to be, and that could have been a really sad story. That could have been the end of it, but Derrick Rose now in the, in, in the later part of his career, Derrick Rose 2.0, like the man... F- plays completely different basketball from what he used to play. He has flashes every now and then of penetrating and doing some really, really pretty moves. Obviously, he doesn't dunk the ball anymore, but he he has some unbelievable acrobatics that he, and he's one of the best in the game to do it. And last time that he was in the Knicks, he used that a whole lot more, but I think he's way better now than what he was last time that he was in the Knicks. Because um, what Derrick Rose has, has done is that he only uses his acrobatics and his unbelievable athleticism and, and explosiveness when needed. When not needed, the dude became a fucking sharpshooter, unbelievable from three, unbelievable from the from the from the elbow. This dude has, became so good again. Like his this Derrick Rose is perfectly placed to be what he could be. To, let's be a hundred percent honest. Derrick Rose could be a starter on the Knicks. He could be the starting point guard, and he probably fucking should be, to be honest. But he is the guy that actually gets minutes at point guard. Alfred Payton, I don't love him. A lot of people don't adore him. He he doesn't make a lot of great calls at the end of games. He he blows plays. He he I don't know. I don't adore the guy. And he's our starter, and he never finishes the game. 
you will never see Alfred Payton in the second half of a Knicks game. I can almost promise you that. You'll almost never see the motherfucker. He plays the first couple quarters, first quarter really, and a little bit of the second quarter, and that's it. He's only there to start. And after that, Derrick Rose is a point guard. And that system, as funky as fucking sounds, has worked. Because Derrick Rose goes to fucking work, man. It's between him and Quickly. They really take up the point guard slot. Alfred is really just kind of just there. I don't I don't know. I don't know. It, it, on paper, it sounds so ridiculous. Like your starting point guard only plays the, the first time of the game. And then the two backup point guards finish, close up your games. I don't want that, but it fucking works because Derrick Rose has put up like a couple 30-point performances. He gets 20 points like it's nothing. He gets really great assists. Super, super, super fucking clutch, man. Like, holy shit, Derrick Rose is unbelievable. You've seen so many highlights of him this year. He is unbelievable. One of the smartest signings that Tom Thibodeau has done. Other fucking smartest signing that Tom Thibodeau has done, Taj motherfucking Gibson, dude. Everybody memed it that, you know, Tom Thibodeau recruited Derrick Rose and Taj Gibson to a team again. They're like, dude, this this dude has a bias. But you know what? I get it, man. Like, these guys are so reliable for him. Taj Gibson is a guy who's getting a lot of a lot more minutes than they thought because of the Mitchell Robinson injury. But he fucking hustles, dude. Like, Taj Gibson is a hustler. And he's there, and he's making the important plays, and he's good at defense. And I mean, Nerlens Noel, what a what a great job to pick up the 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 spot of starting center from you know a guy as electric as Mitchell Robinson and the future center of of the Knicks for a long time. Hopefully, I mean Mitchell Robinson is the best center the Knicks have had since Patrick Ewing. He's fucking a new Patrick Ewing, you could even say. But and Nerlens Noel absolutely did a great job of taking over man he's he's like one of the best shot blockers in the league he's a phenomenal defender he's 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 really really good when they need him he's clutch great job on Nerlens Noel speaking of clutch Reggie Bullock dude the at the start of the season I did not like Reggie Bullock I was not all about him I didn't know why he was a starter when they first start started talking about doing trades. I was like, "Great, let's get rid of Bullock. Let's bring in some somebody to replace him as a starter. We'll be good." I'm fucking eating my words because Reggie Bullock took a little bit to warm up and has become an absolute sharpshooter on the team. Like absolute sharpshooter. The man is deadly from three and has been ultra clutch. He's gotten some really, really, really big buckets down the stretch. You can't be more clutch right now. Obviously, quickly has been very clutch. You cannot be more clutch than Alec Burks. Another guy, this one my dad didn't love, and he started t- telling me about it. I, I, I'll, I'll never forget it. We were watching a game, and, and, and Burks wasn't having a great game, and my dad's like, I can't fucking stand this guy. I don't know why he's playing so much. They should, you know, he, he just wasn't having it. And then he went on a stretch where he has become the Knicks leading fourth quarter guy where he gets 20 points in a game and 16 of those came in the fourth quarter and they were huge shots they were fucking go ahead threes and it, it unbelievable that like the, the dude is clutch when it comes down to the wire and so is Derrick Rose so is Emmanuel quickly so is obviously Julius Randle so has been RJ Barrett man RJ Barrett had a couple last uh second shots to go ahead or to tie the game that he missed and he had, you know, Anthony Edwards was talking shit about him, which is kind of ridiculous. But, you know, 
he took that shit to heart and he has made some clutch fucking plays. Like he is a guy that I trust down the stretch of a game. If there's 50 seconds left and and he has the ball, I, I trust him to make the shot he has to make. And there's plenty of guys that I trust now. You know, at sort of midway through the season when the Knicks were like on the up and people are like, man, the Knicks are actually pretty good. They like they're beating like the strong teams. And even if they're not beating them, they're giving them like a really, really strong fight. They went through a little bit of a stretch before they went on their amazing winning run, which, by the way, uh, for the last 20 games of the season, I believe the Knicks, the Knicks had the best record in the league. I don't remember how much it is, but in the last 20 games of the season, no team was better than the New York Knicks, which is fucking insane, especially when you consider the last 10 games they played, six of them were against the fucking top teams in the league. And they were all a road trip. But before that, they went on sort of a shaky stretch where they lost a lot of games, a lot of easy games down the stretch where they were ahead, and then they lost in the fourth quarter. And they had a couple a couple of games that they lost by a few points. And their record when games are decided by two points isn't that good. I think it's like three and eight or two and eight. And it's because of those games. They had a, they had a decent amount of games that they just lost by a few points over a, a couple dumb moves. There was a game against Detroit that really, really pissed me off where they were winning the entire game. Like literally never gave up a lead. And within one minute, they gave up the lead and lost the game by a point. That one... That one, I think, was the last game before the the winning streak, you know. And there was a lot of talk that the Knicks don't have a closer. They don't. They didn't have a guy to close out games. They didn't have a guy to be clutch that you could trust of the ball. And I think since then, a bunch of guys rose up to that challenge. I mean, you have Derrick Rose is a guy that can make great buckets down the stretch. You have obviously Randall. You have R.J. Barrett. You have Reggie Bullock. You have Alec Burks. You have Emmanuel Quickly, who's a fucking twenty fifth pick, first round. And he's making big buckets down the fucking stretch. With a minute left, he's sinking threes to tie the game. Like, nobody saw this coming. The New York Knicks are the best story of the NBA this year. And that's just the way it is. Nobody saw them coming. I think the Phoenix Suns are similar because nobody saw them reaching these heights. I think nobody expected the Suns to be bad. I think the Suns were clearly going to make the playoffs and probably make a pretty good run. But did anybody expect them to be the second best team in the league? No, absolutely not. Chris Paul and and Devin Booker and everybody over there is doing a phenomenal job. But everybody thought that the Knicks were going to be one of the worst teams in the league because that's what they've been for years and years and years. And they've had all these hopes and all these great players and all these GMs and all these new coaching hires. Even I didn't know if Tom Thibodeau was the right hire. And like, it's been unbelievable dude they had a freaking great season fourth in the east the new york knicks finished fourth in the east they're gonna face the atlanta hawks you know who they've dominated this year the atlanta hawks the knicks have a chance to make the second round of the motherfucking playoffs dude i would have never believed you if you told me that at the beginning of the year i would have never believed you and they have a chance to be better next year. If they make a couple right signings and they keep the young core, they could even be fucking better. Dude, Mitchell Robinson can come back in the middle of the playoffs. If they if they win a couple games, Mitchell Robinson is nearing return. Motherfucker can come back and make the team even better. He's a phenomenal defender. He's dynamic as shit. He's like the lob master. In New York, too. You can lob anything up at him. He'll throw that motherfucker down. It's unbelievable what the Knicks are doing. 
It's unbelievable that, that they're here. Listen, do I do I want him to fucking make the NBA Finals? Of course. I don't know. I don't think this is the year, but can they make the Eastern Conference Finals? They could, dude. They could. They Both games that they played against Brooklyn, they lost at the last second. They were incredibly tight games that gave Brooklyn a huge run for their money. They they killed the Milwaukee Bucks in a game. I think they 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 tied their series. They beat the Phillies once, I believe, and then the other time was an unbelievably close loss. They've given the best teams in the league a run for their fucking money, dude. They beat the Clippers comfortably. They lost to the Lakers in a stupid manner at the very last second, but the other game against the Lakers, they blew out the Lakers. The Knicks have a chance to be legitimately good for a while. That's insane. And they have a chance to make it deep into the playoffs, at least past the first round, which, you know, if you would have told me last season, hey, next year, the Knicks are going to make the playoffs. Be like, I'm sure they made it as the fucking play-in tournament. And they made like the fact that the Knicks are in the playoffs without the playing tournament is fucking in like unreal. But I would have thought, you know, they're probably going to get swept in the first round, but at least we made it. The Knicks do not look like a team that's going to get swept in the first round. This could age poorly, and they could, but if they play anything like they've played all year, they're not going to get swept in the first round. It's going to be a good series. They're the fourth seed. They have home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. What the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? Do you know how many bad seasons of basketball I've watched? Do you know how fucking insane it is to think that my team is the fourth seed in the East? They're a top 10 team in the entire NBA. I can't fucking believe it. I can't. I see it with my own eyes and I saw every game. I saw all 72 games and I cannot believe for my own eyes that the New York Knicks are a top 10 team in the NBA. Fuck me, man. Like, fuck me. This is unbelievable. Let's fucking go Knicks, dude. I we have a future. This is it. All the years of pain are worth it because of this. As this goes up, this Sunday is the first game of the playoffs. Holy shit, dude. Holy shit. Go Knicks.